what is up everyone welcome back to in the mix with myla i know it's been a while but i'm back just trying to find the time to continue podcasting as per usual and just making sure that i have like consistent content to talk to you guys about i've just kind of been like curating a list of all the things that i've been wanting to talk about so um yes maybe unfortunately but fortunately for myself i'm gonna definitely recap um some reality tv uh that i've been watching since some season finales have now aired and have come and gone so i definitely will be talking about that a little bit more at length into this episode but just a little quick recap on what's going on with me so uh yeah summer is officially over guys like we're already like uh, going into hitting into mid-september next week i can't even believe this already like uh you know several days into the month of september already so happy september but i can't even believe that summer's over it's been quite the eventful summer for me to say the least from moving in with my boyfriend and on getting our place and like dealing with covid both of us having covid at the same time and it feeling like it was forever and then you know all the different uh, special events just came uh, back from celebrating um a favorite couple of mine mine and and uh joey's uh favorite one of our favorite couples of course uh congratulations to adam and karina i'm so excited for you guys enjoying marital bliss off on your honeymoon now so enjoy that greatly it was a great wedding lots of memorable moments but it's finally you know come and gone and i know it's been uh years in the making but it's so great that it finally got to happen it was just the greatest kickoff into the month of september and uh i'm wishing you guys all the best love you guys so very much and can't wait to see you guys back post the honeymoon trip so enjoy that be safe be merry and uh la bella e vita <laughs> so bad but yeah uh i can't even begin to say that um yeah we're here into the fall period as it kind of progresses. not officially fall yet obviously because i know that comes with the whole autumn solstice which is kind of like mid-september which is kind of two weeks away give or take but um yeah summer was good overall like i said there's been some bumps in the road for sure there's different things happening covid was probably the worst thing that happened to me this summer so i will definitely say that but again like i said there was lots of memorable moments uh tying up ending the summer time with adam and karina's wedding so i'm very happy about that that was a nice fun event and all the things leading up to it so that was fun to celebrate with them and and uh friends of mine and things like that making new friends reconnecting with all my friends and there and it was just it was a good night it was a fun night lots of dancing lots of food lots of fun and memories to be made for sure so moving into um what's coming up i mean my gosh fall also is the commemorative season of my birthday and my boyfriend joey's birthday so looking forward to that i have one of my good girlfriends uh jay jacinta whose uh, birthday is coming up next woohoo milestone birthday always exciting so getting to celebrate that in a few weeks so that's uh something to look forward to as well as my good girlfriend jess and uh her boyfriend frank and celebrating their boy their birthday sorry like dually so that's gonna be fun in the com- coming weeks as well so the next later half of what's left of the rest of 2022 should be smooth sailing hopefully crossing fingers and toes and lots to look forward to i can say overall at this point into the year 2022 has been quite the eventful year and i think that's simply because you know dealing with pandemic and coming off of it being 
uh, you know, thrust into it for the last two and a half years and all the things that were put on hold, like just 2022 came and it really came with a bang and like just so many different things happening and uh, goings ons and all the things. So, you know, a lot of milestone birthdays too for my friendship group, just simply because of their age. I'm not going to give their age away on the podcast, but you guys know who they are or they know who they are rather. And uh, yeah. But I'm very excited to, you know, continue to see what's uh, left in store for the rest of this year. Um, definitely one of my things that I want to get really back into is trying to be more consistent with my consistent rather with my podcasting and things like that. All of my shows that I love to talk about and, you know, diving deep into them, kind of changing the format in which I do recap reality TV. I really kind of want to wait, kind of give like my my initial season starting of a, of an episode or a show of like so for example uh, real housewives of potomac and salt lake city just released their trailers simultaneously so i can't wait to recap the very first episode and what my thoughts are for this season especially because they give like a a season like a season uh, recap of what's expected this season give my mid-season recap and then give my finale recap i think that's how i'm gonna kind of do the reality uh show segments moving forward as i said on my last podcast trying to make it less about um my reality tv love and then focus on other topics that i want to tackle because there's just so so many um and just kind of uh kind of dissect the shows like that in and of itself kind of especially when i'm dealing with housewives i want to kind of dissect the cast individually other kind of ensemble casts like vanderpump rules and coming back and i know there's winter house and summer house that follows coming back and those kinds of things i think kind of like recapping like i said the start mid and end of those shows rather than giving you guys a week to week or bi-weekly by play it just gets too complicated so stay tuned for what's coming up with that especially like i said we have potomac on the way we have uh, salt lake city on the way um trying to think of what else i feel like there might be winter house coming um back shortly and we have bachelor in paradise as well so i will definitely kind of give you guys my up-to-dates in those three kind of segments that way it's not so like jam-packed of a you know episode of my podcast being so mouthy about those shows i've gotten there's just so much like criteria or so much data that's been collected over the course of a lot of these shows especially where in the real housewives world we have like beverly hills my god there's just been non-stop drama week after week so it's just too much to go at a great late at great length let alone if i do a bi-weekly podcast is just there's too much con- there's too much content to kind of keep up with so to speak and I really don't want to like oversaturate my podcast and make it a um, reality TV podcast because that's not what this is. I want to cross all genres, all topics, all the things that I int- I'm interested in. And some of you actually might be surprised at this point, but there is more than reality TV that I love to talk about and discuss. Also, too, I promised that this segment that I was going to have was going to consist of guests. Uh, We've just been in terms of the guests that I want to come on, my good dear friends that are, uh, you know, kind of waiting in the wings to come on. We've just been so busy this summer with all the things happening. And like I said, all the events, having the same friendship group that and having those kinds of guests come on, people that I care about and near and dear to my heart and in my friendship circle. It's just it's a lot to kind of kind of host all those people together and like and in, it just even in their individual lives we got lives we're all busy so i definitely you know and moving forward i do want to get them on i know a lot of them are very eager and 
excited to come on at some point but for now i'm just kind of riding this ship solo and i'm okay with that because i still feel like there are a lot of topics that i can just genuinely give my opinion on what i hope to also do is you know ask my guests when they come on if they've listened to any other podcast episode of mine's of past and just kind of pick their brain and see if they have any feedback or um thoughts points of views questions concerns about things that i've talked about in the past if they are reality tv watchers they could absolutely comment on that or their thoughts about what i've shared not necessarily the nitty-gritty of knowing the shows but maybe like a more overall generalized topic i've talked about you know um like you know bullying i've talked about a little bit about you know the reality tv concept uh you know i've addressed different things so i'm trying to address more of course but yeah so to speak um I'm definitely riding the ship solo, but I definitely want to address different topics. So, for example, the next episode that I do give you, whether it's solo or with a guest, if that happens, it will definitely be not of the typical reality TV realm that I've kind of found myself kind of wallowing in this niche and i don't want it to just be all about that i'm giving you recaps of my life what's the goings-ons of course that's usually how i start my episode and then kind of navigate and just kind of grow into different topics i have guys a list a list of topics that i want to talk about that are outside of my norm so not necessarily my norm they're conversation topics i genuinely have with my friends and family but it's not something i've brought to kind of give the floor of about a uh, a 45 minute to an hour episode long worth of like you know content on my point of view on those topics so i definitely 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 want to continue riding this this wave this high that i have because i do love to kind of give you guys my insight on things pick brains of other people that i love to talk about and kind of listen to other podcasts that i love so much and kind of kind of formulate my own opinion and then kind of throw it into my episode so you'll see that coming soon i promise and uh yeah that's the kind of little bit of my rant on what's going on with me where i'm seeing you know future episodes going just for you guys to have a nice little neat little bow sandwich if you will (laughs) tied up nicely the olive on top type of deal with regards to um where i'm heading with um in the mix so moving along talking into the finale episode of let's see now where are we at in terms of things that have wrapped up we have atlanta real housewives of atlanta and we have real housewives of dubai those are kind of the shows that are at their finale point i definitely will have some more coming up as the um time goes on we're kind of getting close to the end of uh oh and i have love island as well sorry guys so i know i have um beverly hills i feel like is on the the horizon i already know they're filming their reunion apparently this week according to different podcasts that i've listened to the bachelorettes plural is just about done so i will definitely revisit a podcast of future with those finale recaps of mine but i'm gonna dive in with the sole focus on love island uh uh, dubai and atlanta so let's start with uh i feel like the shorter of the one we're gonna start with real housewives of dubai so my overall now that the finale has aired and they're ready finished the reunion and all the things so i could just kind of give a nice little recap of all the things so with dubai overall for their first season i think it was really well done in the sense of like i said i think i initially mentioned it on the very first of podcasts that i talked about dubai that you know they came correct like they serve they definitely put 
any other um, franchise in the Bravo verse because they're the first international franchise that is under the Bravo network umbrella. And uh, and I think NBC Universal, I think under that umbrella, and then you know having uh, kind of it being executive produced by Andy Cohen in that world because there's other international uh, Real Housewives like you know that have done two, including we've had two in Canada here where I'm at, um, not in uh, not in uh, not in the city of Montreal, but um, they have uh, they've had a Vancouver one and they had a Toronto one. So you know Montreal would be an amazing one to do. I would love to even be on it if I had the wealth to show forth of Real Housewives of Montreal. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Maybe one day you never know, or some sort of like reality um, version of it. Kind of like I would even do a Summer House or a Vanderpump rule style, but I don't want to be working in a restaurant setting (laughs) or bar for that matter in that. I would definitely see me doing a summer house vibe with a bunch of my friends and we spend the summer away kind of like they do every year in the Hamptons in summer house and then kind of do that vibe or even winter house. My God, Montreal would be perfect for winter house given where we, I am in the province of Quebec and where my friends are and kind of filming our day-to-day like that and watching like the drama if there is any because if i feel like you could definitely find drama and the fun unfold and i think that would be a great concept so tying it back into dubai i feel like dubai definitely set it on the map and kind of set the tone and the and met the standards and uh, even surpassed the standards from the fashion the way it was filmed the fact that i think it's one of the 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 it's probably it's a second i think it's the second housewives that uh is being uh filmed through that lens with peacock i think uh on the on the on the back of it outside of uh, real housewives of miami which just a quick side note miami's coming back soon jersey's coming back soon so all the things that i can't wait to recap in the future but uh, yeah, Dubai came to correct with the fashions, uh, the storylines throughout the season. They kind of, you know, had like a very up and down kind of flow. Was it super captivating in terms of storylines overall? No, but they brought and served with glitz and glam and production value. It was definitely there. Do I feel like the ladies could have done more overall? Absolutely. But I also have to take into consideration that it is their first season doing this kind of segment. We have Caroline Stanbury, who apparently, not apparently, but has been not in the Real Housewives realm in that, in that, but her other show, Ladies of London, which I've never watched, so I can't really critique too much. But I feel like there was even a level, a level of expectation greater on her, placed upon her, and for her to quote unquote be this queen bee that kept they kept referencing in uh, the reunion for the mere fact that she's been there, done that, knows Andy, kind of knows this Bravo world. So I think they were expecting for her to deliver. And overall, she had moments that I think she she did well. But for me, she was one of my least favorite of the housewives. She's absolutely not my my least favorite housewives of Dubai. That title goes to Caroline Brooks, and I'll explain why in a minute. But I have to give it to Caroline Sunbury in some regard that, like, I think she gave what she needed to give. Was she an amazing housewife? No. But at the same time, I think she she did what she needed to do. And coming from the world, I think there is a level of expectation on her that maybe put a little bit of un, un, unwelcomed pressure. But she did what she needed to do. I think she wasn't terrible of a housewife. I don't think she was great either. 
So can kind of continue with Caroline Stanbury and her and her storyline overall. It really focuses on uh, her life in Dubai with her fiance now husband and her kids and her being an influencer and how she's kind of come into her wealth in Dubai and how, you know, her being in the social media spotlight and kind of being in a kind of way of saying it, the queen of social media, if you will, especially in the eyes of those of Dubai, it, it that's where her bread and butter really comes from. Social media is her life, is her career, her job, all the things. Where it now comes to her dynamic with the girls, I'll critique. I'll start by saying that, yeah, you could see that she isn't, and that she comes off by saying that most multiple times that she isn't the warmest of people, just because that's not kind of the family that she was raised and accustomed accustomed to being into. It's more of a um, very militant lifestyle that she's accustomed to and from and being in boarding school at a very young age and riding out the boarding school wave i guess throughout her adolescence and all that into maybe her early adulthood it's kind of kind of shaped her and her way of being so i feel like that same energy is kind of brought back i don't know if it has anything to do with like that like british kind of lifestyle as well being like you know a brit and whatever but the militant background is definitely showcases through her dynamic with the girls and you know at the very beginning of the season you can see that she kind of spars with ayan and she kind of goes back and forth with ayan and then lisa and all the things and kind of kind of you know you know navigating through those relationships and those dynamics and you know having those moments with sergio and kind of seeing their dynamic and it being a little bit questionable a lot of people have said that they even felt like they got more out of her now husband sergio than they did her that he should have been the housewife with the gold coin and in in the whole thing in the lineup of the ladies versus her overall i don't think caroline like i said caroline stanbury rather to be correct is a terrible housewife i feel like she could have gave more but again it's a first season so we'll see if they get renewed for season two which i believe they will if not if they haven't already i definitely can see that now that once you're comfortable and you're into a season two or you're like like even when a franchise has been going on as long as let's say new jersey or atlanta or something and you're off your fresh like first season of being a housewife you kind of get to find your groove and make your mark and we can't and kind of state your claim and kind of you know get used to it like the glam gets better the makeup hair the storylines tend to get a little bit more deep dive we get to dive a little more scratch more into the surface so we'll see caroline brooks now her being my least of the house favorite of the housewives in dubai i just don't like her energy i feel like she is very overly performative i don't really care for a housewife that feels like they need to be too much i think there is uh roles that different housewives play for sure after watching seasons after seasons of a lot of the housewife franchises listening to podcasts and experts who've been watching the franchise from jump you have carlos king's podcast that i listen to a lot who is a producer himself and knows the ins and outs of this you get to hear like you know uh uh um different like kate casey you get to hear i get to listen to you know bravo by betches and dylan hafer and all the others that have come and done podcasts that i've listened to week after week bravos by betches reality with the king you know we get to hear their points of view and thoughts on these these shows season after season and you know real bravo historian likes that you know they know the ins and outs and the nitty-gritties of a lot of how these people behave so they also know that you know there is 
a bit of like a role that each housewife plays there's like the messy housewife who gets in all the drama who stirs the pot the pot stirrer the producer the the force multiplier if you will so force multiplier being like they get the job done like in order to kind of give us the entertainment value that we're looking for and for me caroline uh brooks is just not it we'll call her brooks moving forward because there are two carolines so stanbury and brooks but brooks i'm focusing on now I don't know for me just her dynamic her storyline from the very beginning kind of you know making a claim for herself in dubai being a, a like a black afro latina woman in dubai and you know the role that she plays being a single mother and having you know an abusive relationship that she was in with her ex-husband and her child's father and all the different things you know growing her businesses she's a like realtor and all the things Okay, it's an interesting storyline, it's an interesting dynamic, but her performance overall, for me, for example, her friendship with Ion bothers me. It's very like up and down, very like uh, oil and water. She claims that they're sisters, but I don't feel like she's as good of a friend as she might claim to be. And if anything, a lot of people have said it, and I totally agree. I do feel that there is an element of jealousy with Ion, especially Ion and Lisa's relationship. So just seeing her kind of play that role, it it just it, it rubs me the wrong way it's it's very wishy-washy i feel like her 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 whole um not the storyline i think her storyline's pretty powerful but i feel like the way she comes across is a bit like i don't know how to put this politely so i'm gonna try and choose my words very carefully here her energy just it, it it's not for me again there might be people who love brooks i, I don't feel like uh overall from what i read and see my tweets that i follow on twitter and things like that i don't think brooks has the biggest fandom on her part i definitely think there's other housewives in dubai that definitely do brooks isn't it for me and that's all i'll say about brooks uh let's move into ayan because i keep mentioning ayan queen ayan love her chanel ayan's amazing she is what housewives embodies through and through the fashion the uh one-liners the quick witness in terms of you know her very um there's a name for that but i'm drawing a blank on it but she she's very memeable she's very has the one-liners that you kind of remember period dot that's her whole thing she's very very like you know flamboyant good energy high energy very interesting very captivating ion is real housewives of dubai in terms of the essence of the heartbeat i think she is the heartbeat of that group of women in the show so i find her highly entertaining it's highly thrilling absolutely love it need to see more of her her storyline has so many layers you know being one of the first or the first black model in dubai quite captivating i mean there's nothing else i really have to say about ion she is the force multiplier in my opinion of dubai in the dubai franchise and in that role of being a housewife and she gives she serves the crazy elaborate fashions in a good way of course and uh her storyline you know with having to deal with you know uh, the emotional and mental abuse that she experienced when she was a young girl living in kenya with her family being having you no know, leave her family with her sister the female female genitalia mutilation storyline that she kind of brought to us and it's not even a storyline it is her real life and things she had to go through and how uh you know she's being an advocate for you know violence against women sexual violence against women and 
having the platform like a real house of dubai to kind of address that and talk about that show all elements all facets of her side of who she is she gave she served she's amazing can't wait to see more of her and i'm hoping with a renewed season of uh, real housewives of dubai we'll get more of her uh her partner in crime so to speak ride or die best friend lisa milan love lisa she is amazing she is my jamaican queen of dubai i love her i i i already kind of vibe with her and identify with her so much so just being part jamaican myself she she's her energy is great her family is beautiful love it her storyline with you know her her business of mina rose seeing the fashions you know coining the fact that you know Beyonce's worn her maternity line it's an amazing thing I think she gives a good balance of you know everything you need in the housewife there is an entertainment value there's a dramatic value her confessionals always crack me up just like Ion's as well she gives the fashion she brings the fashion literally too with her maternity line Mina Rowe husband's so good looking too so there's that element as well probably the hottest husband in dubai for sure in the real houses of dubai franchise and her family is just gorgeous her three little boys absolutely adorable love how they have all different accents one has like a jamaican accent one has like an english accent and the other one has i think kind of like an american-ish kind of accent it's an amazing it's an amazing thing so i absolutely love what lisa's bringing can't wait to see more of her as well and getting to see her storyline develop a lot of focus on hermina role line and just having that evolve into different things and different like stages of i think pregnancy she was kind of trying to focus on in terms of the maternity wear and things like that her friendship with dion excuse me her stirring the pot with these girls all the different things that she's doing it's an amazing it's an amazing thing i think she's great tv as well and uh can't wait to see more of her energy like i said then we move into nina ali probably the more of the you know how do i say this not as flamboyant compared to Ion, obviously, and Lisa. A little more, more quiet, a little bit more reserved, but fun and entertaining for the most part. She could give more. I think she, um, you know, her her storyline on the housewife seems to be not developed enough. We don't know. I don't feel like we know more enough about Nina than we need to. It's still a little bit kind of reserved and. I mean, I just found out from the reunion that she has a fruitcake business. I would have liked to see more of her businesses. And like, you know, we got a lot of her family dynamic, which was nice. But I would have liked to have seen more coming from Nina. So I don't feel like I have much to say about Nina other than I think Nina's gorgeous. Her family is gorgeous. Uh, I do feel that she is probably the wealthiest one in that group. So I feel like when you have that much, like, old money kind of sort of speak, that old money versus new money type of deal. She's like right in the middle, I feel like and um she's not as not as showy so to speak with it so i don't know but i do feel like we could have had more from nina so i like nina ali a lot but i don't know if they were to renew for another season i'm not sure if nina deserves a housewife seat so based on the content she gave it was very friend friend of role she was the peacemaker she was in terms of what you would assume that friend role uh friend of role does on a housewife show is kind of like the person that kind of unites the people together kind of plays devil's advocate tries to be peacemaker that is very much nina uh nina ali's energy so i don't know if it's housewives level but maybe she can change a lot of our minds including mine so we'll see and last but not least we have um oh my gosh nadia right so yeah 
Nadia Al-Madin, something like that, Madini, something of the sort. So I know at the very beginning, I had said, uh, did I say Nina? Nadia? No, Sarah. Oh my God, Sarah. To call her Nadia? I'm sorry. Like throwing the names into one. Sarah. Sarah Al-Madin. I knew it sounded weird, but Sarah... I like her. I thought she was going to be one of my favorites for sure. I think I even said early on that she was going to be my favorite. Kind of disappointed me towards the end. Her level interest, her storyline overall didn't excite me as much as I was hoping it would. I love the relationship that she has with her son. I think it's super cute seeing her being a real um, Emirati woman from, you know, like the UAE and all that thing, getting that perspective, even the rest of these women aren't. So you got to see an actual, you know, Emirati woman from the UAE kind of be in the housewives realm and kind of see her more modern, you know, less traditional, uh, more like free take on living uh, the life in, in, in Dubai and the UAE as a woman from there and kind of get that knowledge and perspective it was very interesting but again i feel like sarah could have gave more the moments that she was giving they were great they were decent they weren't you know crazy too crazy she had a bit of blow-ups when she had like her little fight with brooks that was probably the most entertaining i ever felt of both brooks and and sarah that i actually enjoyed watching which was at uh, uh it kind of starts off i think an episode before Maybe the engagement party. It might have been the engagement party of Stanberry's engagement party. Something along those lines. I can't remember exactly when and where it happened. So much has gone on for the overall uh, season recap. But that's what I'll say on Sarah. A little bit more giving than Nina. But kind of at that same place where I felt like I could have gotten more. And we'll see if she's a housewife that comes back but right now i feel like housewives that are for sure to come back overall would be for sure lisa ayan or chanel ayan however you want to call her um and both the carolines i can see that happening just because of what they give as much as i don't care for caroline brooks she does bring she does help bring the drama so there is that but i do find she's a lot and she's over she's overproduced in the show i feel like she does treat it like she's acting more than it being that reality realness that you need for the reality tv star it needs to be a little bit of a real component and an entertainment component it, it's kind of messy for me with brooke so we'll see that's my overall recap of dubai guys moving into atlanta so you know atlanta my gosh uh for me it was one of the first seasons that i actually don't really love that i've that we just witnessed and it's the first time in a long time i felt that way it definitely had some high highs and it definitely had some low low lows i can't say that i really thoroughly enjoyed atlanta the way i wanted to um sanya being the first season housewife this season i thought i was gonna love her jamaican track star amazing three-time olympic gold medalist put some respect on her name sanya ross richards i really was expecting all the things from sanya and she honestly annoyed the hell out of me (laughs) in so many ways this season more so than drew to the point that i can't believe i'm gonna say this but uh i actually preferred drew more overall in the season as much as she's not my favorite housewife at atlanta if i had to pick between her and sanya i picked drew I just felt like Sanya was a lot. She over-delivered for her first season and not in a good way in the sense of she over-delivered thinking that, you know, she had the comebacks, the clapbacks. She thought she was going to be Miss Thing and it was, it it felt, it it was very underwhelming. Um, 
overall for a first season housewife it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great i don't really care for sanya i kind of find her annoying you know she uh definitely uh got swallowed chewed and ate up by kenya and all the little mishaps that they had even her moments with drew were very like messy and i felt like sanya tried it she definitely tried it with a lot of these very now seasoned housewives before her that have come in that have been in the game before her and so she's coming in hot and it's not really the living it's hot and then by the time she even kind of you know musters up the energy to get to their level it's fallen flat so i'm not a big sanya fan we will absolutely see if she gets renewed for another season you know post um reunion wrap up and all the things see how she delivers at the reunion i won't recap the reunion just because i think it's too long but overall sanya is a new season housewife not my favorite don't care for her i won't miss her if she's gone type of deal that's all i'll say on that drew since i just brought her up you know drew hasn't been a favorite housewife of mine at all i think that uh there is a lot of delusion in in what she gives us in her storyline on atlanta from her relationship with her husband to now this season with her drop it with drew scheme thing she was doing body transformation thing and all the things there's just so much going on trying to be the new bone collector and throwing doggy bones at the friend of uh, fatum which was sheree's friend of it was just a lot of theatrics and that's a ha- that's what happens a lot of time when you have actresses playing housewives it's it, it they think they're in a role when it's a reality tv it's not it's it's supposed to be it's not a script that you're following it's supposed to be encompassing parts of your real life so as much as there's storylines that are actually factual and actually happening there are some aspects that i just felt like again as i was saying about brooks earlier with dubai performative overly performative to the point that it doesn't land well it just it seems like a lot you're trying too hard you're doing too much a little bit similar shares that similarity with sanya ironically and because they came in as friends of and now they're like arch enemies so uh you know it just it was a lot going on but overall drew had great moments her fashion definitely stepped up it was better this season for sure overall eh, the storyline that she was giving us again with her with her drop it with drew thing and her relationship with her husband it still makes no sense to me i'd love us to dive a little bit deeper on that and like kind of get to the nitty-gritty and kind of get drew's head out of the clouds a little bit kind of come back to reality and really like get out of this delusion but they say some people say on housewives maybe having that delusional version of a housewife does bring some content because it's funny but it's like do you want to be made fun of in that way (laughs) that you're deluded i don't know so we'll see what drew brings moving forward post uh you know reunion and all the things but drew isn't hurting her time like her time isn't hurting the show and it's not helping either it's kind of somewhere in the middle it's kind of like a man it kind of like a nina ali that i felt like and kind of like a sarah almadine is kind of the vibe i'm getting with drew i don't love her i don't hate her but i it, you know she's not my least favorite on the atlanta housewives right now it really truly is um marlo so let's get into marlo sanya and marlo are almost tied but that's the thing with marlo marlo being a first season housewife this season but coming off of years of being a friend of i personally think that marlo should have stayed in friend of her uh distest for kenya is just it's it's gone like nuclear it's gone like out of this world and it's just too much to watch seeing her and her dynamic with her nephews that she had like kind of has adopted and started raising and things like that was an interesting you know take 
And I like seeing that kind of unfold and knowing about her family dynamics with her mom and her sister that's incarcerated and all the things was great. And that was only the moments that I actually really enjoyed about Marlo, but everything else where Marlo had to kind of come together with the girls I didn't care for, talking smack and all that stuff with, with um, Sheree about candy and all the things, her drama with Kenya off and on over the top. It was just all the way too much and it got ugly it got ugly so many times that this is the problem and i know that's what's happening in and in, in beverly hills so i can't wait to recap that once the season is done but it's it, 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 it comes to a point where it makes the show unenjoyable to watch the point that i wish i could just fast forward the parts with marlo because i can't stomach watching her be so nasty on tv it's not entertaining it's not fun to watch and i literally don't care for marlo said it before I prefer in a friend of role because that means you get them bits and pieces, but the, the focus isn't them. So now her being a peach holder, her being a, an actual real housewife of Atlanta, unfortunately, you, you are expected to get more content of her, regardless if whether I like it or not. So and to fast forward through her parts, may I might miss something that's very like important about it. So I can't say that I really care for it. So with Marlo over that part about Marlo um what else what else what else um yeah that's all i'll say on marlo like there's nothing else to say more about that um who else is left in the grouping i think i could focus on uh, uh, who am i live oh sheree sheree coming back was kind of interesting after her being gone from so long she's been a housewife off and on so her coming back i think the main focus for her was her you know jail rock boyfriend i can't remember his name right now but he's kind of irrelevant to the point that they're not together anymore and then the whole she by sheree 12 years in the making clothing line that is now hella expensive for no reason we've been waiting 12 years for that content and here it is the she by sheree fashion show with fashions as they were saying with the joke with the i think it's dwight who has been saying back in the day, you know, the fashion show with no fashions, and that's just been the kind of the running joke. Now we actually got content from Sheree, so that was amazing to see. And, you know, she did it. I think, again, it was 12 years too long, but she finally did it. But again, if you go on her website before, I think that I think it's on hiatus now because apparently she has a thousands and thousands of orders. So it, the site's under construction until they can replenish and restock back the site. But like one hundred and forty odd dollars for an emoji T-shirt with like an emoji with the face with the tongue sticking out. And who's paying one hundred and forty two dollars for that, let alone her whole VPL line of having like joggers for men that show the uh let's call it the down under print again i think that i think those joggers are probably around 100 bucks her hoodie with her shiba sheree logo on it is 200 who's spending 200 on a gray hoodie and you can literally make that order it order it off of shein if you guys know what that is amazon prime it <laughs> get it at your local arden for those of you who know i mean it's just not worth it so i feel like that was sheree's storyline this season it's nice to see her back but kind of like having the i think there's more than there could be more than one delusional housewife and i say that um drew and sheree kind of shared the spotlight on that one so that's all i'll say on that um candy so candy i mean longest running housewife right now in terms of every anyone that's on the show in this cast this season candy's given us all that i think she can um candy's extremely successful from being you know 
uh, music producer, writer, uh, you know, um, award winner in so many ways, various ways. Um, I love Candy and I'd love to see her on the show. I know all rumors are swirling to say that this might be her last season just because Candy is so much more than Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's been successful in all these different avenues. She's done different TV shows, been involved in different things. She's doing plays, continuing to produce music, has all these businesses, is a multimillionaire. It's like Atlanta is just like that extra bit of change in her pocket. And she kind of does bring some fun moments to the show overall. Her storyline this season, I mean, I can't really say that I understood what it was entirely. It was entertaining to kind of just have her. I don't think there was a very thick storyline. It, it kind of fell flat because I knew that uh, we know that Todd had the house in, I think, or the, the apartment in New Jersey. And it started off with us knowing about that. And it didn't really surmount to much after that. There was the whole drama between... Um, her and the ladies the single ladies on the trip or just the ladies in general about the whole like um getting them like vibrating underwear to like kind of make the new york trip at the beginning of the season fun but there wasn't anything concrete and there was drama with her and marlo there wasn't anything majorly majorly except having her like classic line bitch i'm worldwide that's literally all i can really think about about candy so i know that again the rumors are swirling that she may be on her way out after this season so i don't think it'll help her hurt her in any which way but she's still good tv to watch but uh yeah i think uh the amount that of money that candy's rolling in there's really no need to even um have her be or not be on the show anymore i think it's entertaining but it's not it's not really a loss uh i think i've recapped all the housewife i may oh kenya oh my god kenya so kenya last week with kenya kenya too in a really good place very established all the things and um and uh all the things and uh she's been doing really well with regards to um you know doing what she needs to do to kind of keep things consistent for herself and uh it uh, very much like candy there hasn't been any like boat rocking she's had the drama that she's had with marlo obviously like that's kind of the expected thing with regards to her there isn't anything really crazy going on she had like marlo kind of be her main focus a lot of the drama a lot of the nastiness that came you know was her debacle with marlo but other than that i don't really feel like kenya had too much drama going on things kind of felt very sedentary for her this season which is good you can have a season once you're established housewife where you can kind of coast a little bit and i feel like that's where candy and kenya are in in that place right now as housewives on atlanta i don't deny that kenya won't be back kenya to me is real housewives of atlanta she is queen kenya of the atlanta housewives i love her she's an amazing she is my favorite housewife so i love i saved the best for last so um yeah she's my favorite housewife on atlanta i should say to clarify so i think definitely overall the season was a decent season it wasn't an amazing season in my opinion it kind of felt very coasty at times but we'll see the reunion seems like it might be a little bit more captivating than the entire season in, in and of itself but reunions generally are because it's so many 
you know, weeks, kind of almost months after filming's wrapped that you kind of get to rehash the whole story. You get to kind of see the housewives relive those moments again. So we might get more content from them then and there. So we'll see what happens with that. So that's all I'll say on Atlanta. And then lastly, we have Love Island. So Love Island was great. I think this season in the sense of it was completely different than any other of the three out of the four seasons that i've watched i never watched season one of love island usa to clarify i've never watched the uk version either but i've watched seasons two into now this four that i'm recapping and overall the um the islanders that attended this season um a little younger than I, I i'd like i feel like we can have a nice bit of a more mature older audience i think that would be great like having Mackenzie come back to the villa this season and i think she's in her 30s i kind of prefer seeing islanders that are a little bit more mature in age because then i feel like like a lot of these dating shows i feel like when there is a little bit more of an you can call me ageist if you want to but when you are a little bit older there is something to be said in terms of where you're at in your life and looking for quality you know relationships so for sure there's going to be a little bit of debauchery a little bit of messiness a little bit of cattiness a little bit of like um bde if you will but at the same time it is interesting when you see the dynamics of the different islanders on the island and seeing how they all kind of you know interact with each other and who's more focused on what where they're at in their lives what they're looking for and who's just looking to have clout just who's looking to kind of just you know mess all around with anybody and anyone that walks and breathes <laughs> and all the things um, it's been fun actually also watching it with my boyfriend because we've gotten to kind of see the male versus female side of things as we were watching this. Yes, I just told anyone who listens that uh, Joey watches Love Island with me, but it was fun to kind of recap that because what's interesting about watching a lot of these reality shows is that it's usually genuinely my perspective and I have my girlfriend Daisy who we tend to like spar with on this stuff in good and fun fashion as well. But Twitter is my haven for tweeting all my thoughts, engaging with the Twitter community on these shows. So all the people that watch the shows and getting their feedback, it's so much fun and so much fun and engaging to kind of, you know, have different people get their difference of opinion. So I won't go through all the Islanders because there's way too many to go in and out of, but I will speak about the top three that I think that's fair just to kind of wrap up this episode. And uh, yeah, so let's start with the third runner-ups being, um, oh my gosh, drawing a blank already, Deb and Jesse. So Deb and Jesse, from the very early ons, they chose each other from day one in the villa. They are the OGs of the villa. They weren't one of the people who came in last minute. They were there from the very, very start. And they had like, you know, ups and downs in their relationship, of course. They've had uh, Deb kind of switch out partners and Jesse even switch out partners. But lo and behold, they ended up kind of sticking tried and true to each other. There was a bit of a moment where Deb was a bit second guessing how things would work outside of the villa with her and Jesse and didn't really want to pursue a relationship right away when Jesse had asked her to be um, um, his girlfriend, but it eventually happened just on the cusp of the finale night and, you know, post finale and watching the reunion and everything. It seems like they could pretty much do all right. I think it was just 
more so folk they were very hyper focused on what things would be like outside of the, the villa so i think that's where a lot of it comes from but i feel like deb and jesse very much had a very smooth sailing relationship very minimal bumps in the road because i feel like even the bumps in the road with which would be them switching partners at very small points in in the overallness of the show in the season there wasn't much of a dent it like honestly I think Deb and Jesse could do really well. Do I see a long-term relationship? I'm hopeful. I can't say that I totally see that them going the, the distance per se, but I'm hopeful as of right now. I think it's still very early on. Um, uh, Love Island wrapped up a few weeks ago, so it's like it's still very new, very fresh. So we'll see. Second runner-ups were, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Redhead. What's her name? What's her name? Sydney. Sydney and Isaiah. So Sydney and Isaiah. Um, most tumultuous relationship on the uh, island this season in the villa. Um, you know, Isaiah really rocking the boat because him and Sydney again, just like Deb and Jesse, OGs from the very beginning, both their day one, choosing each other, all the things, and everything pretty much seems smooth sailing until. The infamous, the infamous, excuse me, Casa More happened. And Isaiah kind of got, you know, beyond his bridges, explored things with Phoebe for a hot minute. And it was felt like a very hot, long minute just because these shows drag out for so long a lot of the time. So kind of seeing that dynamic unfold was like, wow, like, yeesh. You know, you and Sydney seemed very strong, very tight-knit, everything. You had all of us believing at home watching, like, this was a solid, solid duo. And Hassamor kind of flipped that on its head and changed everything. And having Phoebe kind of come into the mix in between them, kind of just was just like, whoa, what's happening? And literally, I have to give Sydney her flowers, her props. She really went through it. There were times where I'm like, Sydney, you deserve so much better. But it does make sense that her and Isaiah, there is Zebe and all this stuff. They make sense in the end, in the sense of they just seemed like that was how they wanted to start. That's how things ended with the big humps and hurdles on the road and the tumultuousness some of the choice of words and things that isaiah was saying about sydney behind his back to phoebe and the other guys that cast some more and all the things that we got to witness and see and tweet and social media about lo and behold they came in second place and rightfully so given all the couples that were left standing it does make sense they seemed the most compatible to be deserving of the second runner-up spot so good for them do i see them working outside the villa as well honestly i do given the fact that isaiah is so young in his age already i think he's 21 sydney i can't remember how old she is i think she's a few years older than him i'm not sure i want to say like 24 25 i feel like I do feel that there's a genuineness. I think Isaiah really got turned on his head by having the, you know, forbidden fruit that was Phoebe at the moment, but realizing that he really felt really strongly the way he does about Sydney, I'm hopeful again. Am I as hopeful over Deb and Jesse? Actually, yeah. I think they're they have a very, very great potential just because they do seem very in sync. I don't know about in love. They say that they're in love, but I definitely feel that they're very succinct and you never know, like young love that's how it starts we're all hopeful so hope for the best for sydney and isaiah and last but not least the crowning champs my fave from love island uh class of 2022 this season season four uh would be timmy and and zita timmy and zita so 
very happy that they won love island this season they do make the most sense again another pair of ogs from the very beginning from day one from jump had a very minor bump in the road with the whole bria drama of it all and um you know zita feeling that she had obviously she's forced a couple up with jeff at the beginning and all those things but they have pretty much been rock 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 solid from day one they make the most sense i think they had the smoothest of sailings literally bria was very like tornado bria as i want to call her in this moment she's just messy as hell her brother too chaz the both the, the messy twins as much as the, i don't know that they're twins for a fact but they're brother and sister and they're messy as hell they cause all kinds of a, um, a ruckus all kinds of a muck chaz more than his sister just because brio's time on there was very hot and fast but very short-lived whereas chaz stayed a little bit longer and he did all the things and um created all the messes and hooked up with as many girls as he can and it's just like i won't say what he is but i think you guys can put two and two together anyways zia and timmy overall made the most times definitely earned the spot of being uh, crown king and queen of love island this season and uh, make the most sense i think their relationship will absolutely go the distance i am very hopeful for them rooting for them see it happening really well outside the villa their families even to seem to be so succinct in their love and admiration for them as a couple watching it back on tv with us following them and their journey and their love this summer so very excited to watch their relationship story unfold and we'll see so that's all I have to say about Love Island, guys. That's all I have to say about all my recaps of my reality TV finales that came to a close for the summer season. And I can't wait to dive into Bachelorettes, plural, and um, ha- uh, Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills very, very soon. So excited to see how all of that unfolds and what's to come of it. Also, Big Brother. Can't wait to see how that kind of comes together and give my recaps on that. And maybe the challenge... Feel like the challenge i'm not as active about it i do like it but i feel like there's a bit more drama happening happening in 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 my other shows so i won't speak on the challenge too much other than the fact that i absolutely love the challenge great show just started it so i'm i'm a new vet whereas big brother and all the other shows i've spoken about i've watched multiple seasons so i won't talk about something i don't really know yet the ins and out of but i must say that i am enjoying watching the challenge this season it's very entertaining seeing a lot of familiar faces because i am a big brother and love island watcher it makes sense that i would know a lot of the 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 contestants competitors on there and seeing their dynamics and with the other crew of being survivor and um survivor and the amazing race i think this the four groups that of tv shows that they chose from to make up the challenge competitioners of the challenge usa so it's very uh, entertaining in that way but yeah guys that's it i will wrap this up by saying i can't wait to come back and give you guys a new fresh episode completely different topic switching gears a little bit here i'm not sure what i'm gonna talk about yet but i'm marinating on a few ideas like i said i have a nice long list of podcast topics topics i want to choose from so i'm gonna get that going but i will be back with my recaps because i i need to give my recaps and my thoughts finally on this but until then can't wait to uh speak back keep in touch stay tuned so much more goings on too in my life so i'm very excited about that and overall just kind of 
riding this wave, enjoying life, the transition from summer into my favorite season being fall. So excited about that. My birthday and Joey's birthday around the corner. Excited about what's that, what's to come with that and what's, what's going to be brought there and what what's next. <laughs> Running out of words, been rambling all night long. So um, until then, guys, until uh, next time, uh, keep in touch, be well, and stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.